0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cotty with Nissan on News Talk. Now, the FSAI, the Food Safety Authority of Ireland, acknowledged this week. Uh, that while lab-grown meat is not available yet in the Irish market, it is only a matter of time. I don't see it coming this year, says Dr. Pat O'Mahony, who is the Chief Specialist in Food Science and Tech there. It could be next year, but it is only a matter of time. The European Union is almost half a billion people, a reasonably well-off population. It's a lucrative market if you want to sell a food product like this? Well, Robert Jones is with me. He is Vice President of Global Affairs for Mosa Meat and President of Cellular Agriculture Europe. Uh, Robert, I hope I pronounced that um, correctly, if not uh, absolutely correct me. Um, how is meat grown in a lab?
1: Yeah, uh, well, thanks for having me on the show. Great to be here. Um, and I do work for the company Mosa Meat, uh, which pioneered this technology. Uh, to answer your question, I um, well, first of all, we don't really re- refer to it as lab-grown meat because that's uh, not an accurate description anymore. Now that we're past the research and development phase and producing uh, meat, it's really the facility looks more like a beer brewery, um, so it's it's more of a you know a big production facility, and we generally re- refer to it as cultivated meat um, that comes out of these large stainless steel cultivators. But, but to answer your question, how we do it? Yeah. Um, We take a a sample of tissue from a live animal uh, under the the care of a veterinarian. Uh, It doesn't harm the animal. It's a sample of tissue about the size of the tip of your fingertip. Um, And then we basically trick those cells there into believing they're still inside the body of the animal. Uh, And we do that by putting them in a uh, liquid, nutrient-rich broth with lots of amino acids and vitamins and sugars, and we hold that at the temperature of the animal. So for a cow, it would be 38.6 degrees Celsius. And then the cells do what they do in nature. Uh, they multiply by orders of magnitude. Uh, and then you've got this large uh, group of cells, and you basically tell them what to be when they grow up. And so we, uh, we uh, instruct them to either become muscle or fat. Uh, and then we recombine those two into the the great hamburger or meatball that that anyone has experienced and love about beef. So, what does it
0: look like? Uh, you know, when when you've instructed um, these cells to 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 grow up to be meat, and they've grown out of this kind of this swill of kind of amino acids and uh, and everything else, what what? Yeah. Like, what does it look like to the human eye? Like yeah, a huge like... meatball, a huge steak. <laughs> what am I seeing?
1: yeah yeah so imagine um imagine a bunch of muscle strands that uh, are not attached to bone or connective tissue uh and so you you basically have got um this large tank full of muscle strands uh and they'll you know only grow a couple of inches long total uh in in a perfect experience, and then you run them through a meat grinder uh, in the same way you would have um a product from a slaughtered animal. But at the end of the day, we're starting with genetic material from an animal, uh, and we're growing real meat, uh, and so it looks, tastes, smells, behaves in the pan like mm. the beef that you're you're used to.
0: So, so that the fat, then you have to instruct some of it to grow as fat as it to, to mix back in for the flavor. Yeah. Is, is that the idea?
1: Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, Matt, fat is uh. Well, is it's the best. It's 90- the
0: best part of it. Come on.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It's about ninety five percent of what you know to be the taste smell uh and even sound of beef cooking is the fat. Um, and so it's really the it's the delivery mechanism for the incredible flavor and it's what kind of nails it and makes it an, a culinary and sensory experience that people love about beef.
0: So this is for Pete because there's one listener texting in here wondering are we not describing cloning? This isn't cloning because you're not you're not aping cells that already exist. You're taking cells and you're just that they, they are they are kind of, they're growing and multiplying and doing what they would normally do.
1: Correct. Yeah. A... And, and just to be clear, we're not growing entire animals. We're not, we're just isolating down to the muscle and fat tissue and just growing the parts that you would eat, um, which is why at the end of the day, it's, it, it has the long-term potential to be a much more efficient process um, because a cow is, you know, a beautiful animal, but is somewhat inefficient as a meat producer. Uh, for about every 13 calories that you feed a cow, it'll produce one calorie of meat because it's it's growing skin and bones and hair and all this extra stuff that you don't necessarily need. And we're isolating down and just growing the meat that people like to eat.
0: So um, are there certain animals or certain meats that are easier to, for the process to work with than others?
1: Yeah, a lot of companies that that took our uh, technology when we first introduced it in an open access way, a lot of companies gravitated towards chicken and poultry products, because those cells are a bit easier to to work with. And there's companies making fish and seafood and and, and you know shrimp, uh, and beef is actually one of the harder things to make. Uh, bovine cells are a little bit more difficult to work with but we've been laser focused on that uh for climate reasons uh and really providing an alternative for a growing planet that loves beef.
0: Yeah, so tell me a little bit about the resources then that need yeah. to go into it, maybe in terms of in terms of what what is in this uh this broth as you describe it or how much water is used in the process.
1: Yeah. Well, um, first of all, we're basically electrifying meat production, and and so we're centralizing the entire process, which means that because you're doing it all in one place, if you can use renewable energy as your energy source, um, we know from peer review research that we could make beef at about a 93% lower carbon footprint uh, than the normal raising of an animal for two years on food and water and then slaughtering it and, and all of the methane and CO2 involved. Um, so it, it has the potential to be an extraordinarily more sustainable process uh, than, than conventional meat. It's not a replacement for, but with 10 billion people on the planet by 2050 and a rising middle class in Asia that's eating more beef every year, uh, it's a way to supplement uh, beef into the world and feed th- those mouths uh, without destroying the planet.
0: Can you grow human meat in it?
1: Uh, well, it would be highly illegal and I think probably nasty, but <laughs> I, biologically, I think you could probably do that, but that's not what we're aiming for.
0: No, no, I appreciate that. So yeah, listen, yeah. Um, do, do you, would you agree with our own kind of food safety authority here who, who, as I said right at the outset, suggest listen, it might not be on the shelves yet, but it's only a matter of time. We're all going to be eating this.
1: It is a matter of time. Uh, there's uh, at least one application pending in the UK now, it's already being sold in the United States and Singapore, and we're going to see more approvals around the world. So, I think you're going to uh, see it on menus in the UK uh, uh, and in Ireland um, uh, and, and in Europe, for that matter, in the next two and a half to three years at the latest, uh, and then you'll see it in grocery stores a couple of years after that.
0: Oh, well, listen, I, I don't, so some people are kind of texting in that find it difficult the idea of eating uh, meat grown in a factory or a lab or however you want to describe it. I'm kind of excited by the prospect. Uh, listen, Robert, it's been really interesting talking to you. Robert Jones is Vice President of Global Public Affairs for Mosa Meat and President of Cellular Agriculture Europe. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.